Mm. Nothing gets me hotter. I'm talking to this guy right here, Dave Essler, our gambler to the stars. David, what's up, brother? Hey, buddy. Uh, you know, I, um, what, if you get to be my age and you can still get hot-blooded, you're good to go. <laughs> Dave, I run hot, dude. Come on. I, well, I'm, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> God, there was a good one there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get deleted. What is it? I don't want to get canceled. Dave, you can't cancel a man who refuses to be canceled. You can't cancel the uncancelable. Does that sound right? I think that's right. Dave, you can't cancel me. You can't cancel Rowdy. We can't cancel you. It's just impossible. Okay. Dude. We're, we're juggernauts. David. David. Sir. Are you annoyed like I am and Rowdy? I was watching the uh, the Seventy Sixers yesterday. And the Nets has the NBA be just become extremely soft. I mean, James Harden ejected, Claxton ejected. You got Joel Embiid who should have been ejected. Uh, some of these fouls uh, in flagrants and texts are just kind of soft. There's traveling every play. Is, am I getting old, or is the NBA getting softer? I think the NBA is getting softer. I mean, I'm old, and I remember when uh, I remember I'm a Celtics fan, and I remember when offenses. Uh, like everybody touched the ball on every possession, uh, and you actually had to guard people. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think these def- I don't think these defenses now could guard five guys. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I actually I find it almost unwatchable to tell you the truth, Ebo. Yeah, there was a stretch there in the James Harden bang knee to knee with uh, the guys defending him, and then I swear to God, there was a stretch for like the next five plays in a row. There was clear cut traveling every time, or there's these, like tic tacky fouls. Oh yeah, 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 was, yeah. Or, or they, or they, they turn the ball over at the palming. I guess is what we used to call it. Yeah. Well, and, I think uh, back yeah, in the, yeah. Dave, I think when you were Celtics back in the day, and and just every other NBA team, I think the reason why they had to pass the ball so many times because everyone was afraid of their junk falling out of their short shorts, so they had to pass the ball and readjust their shorts. I think that's why they had to pass it every time. The shorts were just too short. I like the way you think out of the box, Evo. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> but the, but the, but, okay, where are you going to go with this one? But the problem is I was a Celtics fan, and you remember, we had like six white guys. So <laughs> I'm not... Well, I would, here's where I would go with it. They still were like 6'5", Dave, so, you know, it does Okay. Okay. Uh, big socks for I big guess, shoes. I, I guess it's. I guess it's which myth do you believe? Correct. <laughs> and here we we entertain all of them. Hey, Dave. Uh, something. Uh, the myths. I don't like. There's Sasquatch, right? There's aliens, whatever. They're myths. What is real and tangible is your prowess with uh, gambling and the the beautiful line man that you are. You and Rowdy got the winner's take. New ones out right now. I highly suggest everyone go listen to the winner's take. Awesome podcast. But Dave. I'm looking right here at the Friday slate for the NBA. You got Celtics, Hawks, Cavs, Knicks, Nuggets, T Wolves. What are you sniffing out here for a nice little uh, a little gambling pick for us, Mister Essler? Well, I'm a, I'm going to take all three home teams. I mean, I I told Raleigh on the podcast yesterday that I would probably do that and that I would do that last night, and I did do that last night. And the only one I, I pushed with the Nets, but that was kind of BS. Obviously, uh, and I had the next, I had the next team total over. They scored 15 points in the fourth quarter, but um, nevertheless, I mean, I think it's it's, it's overreaction time. Um, you know, how often would you find two road teams in the NBA favorite? I mean, the Hawks being underdogs at home, uh, Minnesota being underdogs at home. 
I mean, you know, and if they're in their third game, I think it's like kind of like the Nets. I mean, that's when you're going to see if they really want to play or not. You know, if it's the fourth game, I think they might pack it in. They don't want to play anymore. But in the third game, I, I pretty much take all the home teams. Love it. Uh, Rowdy, do you agree? You, you, well, we, this is, yeah, this is something that we talked about on uh, Winner's Take was some of the betting strategy for the NBA playoffs in Game 3 versus Game 4 and, and beyond. All right, so Dave, speaking of and beyond, uh, looking into the future here, Saturday, what's your take on the Bucks and the Heat uh, for Game number 3 with Giannis Adenokounmpo up in the air? Uh, see, Bucks, take, the take the Heat. Bucks favored by 5.5 right now I'm looking at. You're taking the Heat? Yep. I mean, it's the third game. Uh, going home to Miami, and after they got their asses handed to them like they did at the Pfizer Forum, does that come into uh, to play at all for you when it comes to, you know, making money? No, because no, because that's the um, that's the typical knee-jerk overreaction. You know, lose game one, oh, well, you know, shoot, that's, that's unfortunate. Then they pound them in game two. Okay, well, we're back to where we're supposed to be, and Bucks are just going to roll from here. I mean, it's just not that easy. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, and it's like I was talking with Rowdy yesterday. I mean, okay, well, you know, I'm not discounting the Bucks, but we're talking point spreads here. Mm-hmm. And and uh, when Miami before the season before the series started, I mean, I'm sure Miami's mission was let's see if we can steal one in Milwaukee, and they did that. So you know, I don't think the I don't think the the the, the score matters. Um, you know, they could win by 50. It's kind of at that point. Yeah. You know, whatever. With, so um, yeah, I, I, that's. That's why I like a lot of these home teams in that third game. With Giannis, you know, with Giannis getting hurt game one with the back contusion, um, like how how much does the uh, the Greek freak affect the line, Dave, as a as an individual a player? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, probably four to five points. Believe it or not. Wow. I mean, should he? No, but does he? Yes. I mean, that's you know, and and you don't really need an injury report if you're looking at. Uh, 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 scores an odds page, if you will. Uh, you'll see the line jump one way or the other on every single book within seconds of him being his status being announced. So, Dave, so, I, I know before um, this was a while ago, before the playoffs started, you were big on the Bucks of winning it all. Um, um, you know, not money wise, but your, your opinion has that changed now with the the Giannis and the Kumo with the back contusion? Or do you still feel like the Bucks? Um, you know, can get? I know you're on the Celtics as well. Yeah, I mean it's entirely possible. I mean, I you know, I mean tonight will tell the whole story. You know, you know, if he doesn't play, how well they play without him, and 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 if he does play, uh, do they do they go back to beating Miami? Miami's tough at home, um, so I don't know. I, I I mean, obviously, I would have preferred they won both games, and you know, Boston looks good, but Boston looks too good. I mean, mm. they they crushed Atlanta twice, so that's another one that everybody's going to think uh, tonight that. The Celtics are just going to roll over Atlanta in Atlanta. I, I doubt it. I mean, I'd like to see it as a fan, but I doubt it. Gotcha. So, hmm. you know, I mean, what's really changed? Nothing <laughs> except now, you know, I mean, okay, well, if the Celtics were to play the Hawks in the regular season in Atlanta, would they be five-and-a-half-point favorites? Probably not. Dave, you beautiful yeah, bastard, I'd, you. You beautiful mind. I love it. Um, all right, Dave, so uh, – Let's switch to the uh, the Major League Baseball now. Uh, Rowdy's been now dabbling. I, I love this. The first five bets. I'm loving the first five. Rowdy, you want to throw out the first five you had for? Uh, yeah, this was one that we actually discussed on the podcast. But my my favorite bet for the day is the Milwaukee Brewers in the first five innings on the run line. You signing off on that, Esler? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pavet is one of those guys that can go either way, but I don't think Peralta's thrown one pitch against the Red Sox, so you got that lack of familiarity there. And I don't think the Brewers saw a ton of Pavetta, maybe 40 at-bats when he was with the Phillies, but it's Nick Pavetta. Um, who actually owns my bankroll when I when I finish, you know. But then he'll have that one game every now and then where he throws that seven-inning two-hit shutout, and that seems to be when I expect him to get killed. So I will re- I will reluctantly and totally agree with Roddy because Boston played yesterday uh, at home and traveled, and the Brewers obviously had the day off. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking um, the Red Sox bullpen, well, actually they probably – Probably didn't get used up too much. I didn't look, but they won. They won by a lot, so they probably had the farmhands in late. So yeah, I, I agree with Roddy absolutely. And Dave, you are a Red Sox guy. What are we? What are we thinking about your uh, your team in the basement right now? Oofta. Um, we're kind of used to it these days. <laughs> hey, at least you got some World I Series mean, under your belts, though. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, I told you, I stopped watching them in 2004 when they won the World Series after coming back to beat the Yankees down 0-3 in the AL. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, I, it, can't get, so, yeah. it can't get better than that. It can't get better than that. So why watch it? That's that's kind of a that's a good point, Dave. We had a listener call in to say he never watches the games live of the team he, he roots for. He'll record them, and then if they lose, he won't even bother watching it. But if they win, he'll go back and watch it. I, I thought that was a brilliant idea too. You never see your team lose, um, you know? Yeah, I don't. I I don't. I don't. I'm not quite that fanatical about it, but. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't watch a ton because I, I always got a lot of action going on, and I'll just get too pissed. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta teach, you gotta give Rowdy some of those lessons a little bit. All right, just, you well, yeah, you can't like watch everything. Get too pissed. It's like when I when, when I was in Vegas during March Madness, or, or just before it, um, one year, a couple of years ago, and I went out to do a bunch of radio stuff and whatnot, and I left on the, that Thursday, the first day of, of play. And at, the game started at like what, 11 your time. So it was like 9 a.m. Vegas time. And I'm walking through the lobby to get an Uber to, my, to the airport. And the game couldn't have been going on for more than 60 seconds. And all I can hear from the sports book is people screaming over probably a missed free throw in the first minute of the game. So <laughs> that's the one reason why I, if I do watch, I watch with very select people. <laughs> hey, Dave, uh, any other... <laughs> That's funny. I hope I'm one of those select people, Dave. I don't scream at the TV or anything, though. I just sit there and watch. Like, I don't yell at the TV or get really animated. I just kind of just soak it in. Like, that's... Yeah, I, I just roll my eyes. Yeah, when people... I can't stand when I'm watching a game and people are yelling at the TV. It's, like, so yeah. exhausting. It's like, it's like Super Bowl parties. I went to one one time and Ugh. there was me and 50 people, me and another woman watching it, and, and somebody came in at halftime... When the, when the show was getting ready. Oh, is it halftime already? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. so they were there to um, scream at the TV because Rihanna was on. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, they could care less about football. <laughs> I mean, those, are, those, those aren't my friends. <laughs> you don't care about football, you're not my friend. You're either with me or my enemy. Dave, yeah. any any other yeah. uh, Major League Baseball games? Any one other juicy nugget before... Uh... Yeah, I, I, I kind of like I kind of like Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. I mean, Ashcraft has been almost an auto bet on for me, uh, but you know he's he's a plus one twenty underdog for a reason here. I mean, Keller is is sneaky good at times, and and uh, they just uh, he just shut down Pittsburgh. I think, and I think they make some adjustments. Another one I like is the uh, Diamondbacks for the first five innings. 
um, have to take the bullpen out of the equation. Um, that seems like a pretty cheap price. Um, you know, this is what I look at, you know, Baltimore, you know, is Tyler Wells really a minus 170 pitcher? No. Um, you know, I, I could be convinced to take the, the Tigers on the run line. I could say the same thing for the, for Texas. I mean, I know Oakland sucks, but is John Gray minus 200? Probably not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I agree. Um, I kind of uh, – Kind of like uh, Seattle for the first five innings. We talked about that yesterday. Um, they have a terrible bullpen. You've got to take that out of the equation. But I also like the under there because Matt's, uh, you know, if he doesn't walk a lot of people, Seattle struggled a little bit with left-handers this year. So that would be that would be what I would do if it was my money today. Dave, I love it. You're the man. I love talking to you on Fridays. So glad. Uh, David, what do we got yeah, going on? Parking lot of the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville. Yeah, I hope everything's going okay, Dave. I'm thinking about you, man. Uh, I was talking to Rowdy off air, so just know I'm hearing my thoughts, buddy. So uh, anything you need, if you need like a like an organ or something, I, I can find a listener to give one to you. So just let us know, all right? Well, I'm actually, I, I drove my wife up here, so it's not my turn, but it, it will be eventually. And all I want from you is a repost of that picture of the sun. <laughs> Can't you wait until you actually get a real photo of it? Give, give it, give it a couple months. <laughs> Um, I don't know. There's just some things you can't unsee, and that's one of them. <laughs> you know he has to go to HR every time he posts that? Yeah. That's <laughs> no, fine. HR loves me, Dave. It's fine. It's okay. Everything's good. Uh, and I think Evo probably calculates out the ramifications of things before he does them. Usually. Usually. I, I'm in with HR. We're good. HR is fine. I, I go in there sometimes and just, just shoot the crap with HR. We're good, Dave. So I can, it's fine. Well, you have to, you have to take in a Badger Saturday because I think you might rethink what you just said. That's true. Well, I'm, I might, but based on what we know today, you know, are you going to bet the USFL? Rowdy? I, no, I have not looked at the <laughs> no. USFL at all. Are you, do you, Dave? Yes. Well, of course you're. You know, you're you're a savant. You're in the Mensa gambling club. See, I, Dave, I actually got a guy for the XFL and the USFL. He's a listener. We call him the King. I I know he loves all those off-brand NFLs, and whatever he bets, I'll just bet the opposite. <laughs> well, you know, actually, it was just a really funny story. I'll probably run over time here, but there was a there was a handicapper slash tout that has been around for a long time, and he's horrible. I mean, he, I can't tell you how much money he loses, um, but he thinks he's really good. So I know people that would buy his package for like the year and just paid blindly every single pick, and they got, they made a lot of money. <laughs> What's his name? Can you name him? Uh, I would love to. Right. <laughs> I better not. I'll get it on the DMs. Dave, are uh, we going golfing today too before this you go? Yeah, we are. I don't normally on Fridays anymore, but... I- because I was a little under the weather. So, yeah, I need I need my space. So, for sure, yes, I am. Get on that course, Dave. Get that, Dave. Get that vitamin D. And you know what? Just sun the balls. It makes you feel better, Dave, all right? And you don't have to worry about HR. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. I am HR. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, uh, best of luck with everything. We're thinking of you. Uh, again, though, if you need an organ, I'll get listeners to step up. Just no livers. I can't promise a good liver, okay? Fair enough. I mean, I can't have everything. I, I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, not not with this crew. No, I already had a beer this morning, Dave, yeah. so I'm out. And Charlie, forget about that. <laughs> Dave, we love you, buddy. Have a great weekend and happy gambling.
Uh, you guys can talk to you next week. Yeah. Winners take the podcast with him and uh, Rowdy out right now. Go check it out. Good stuff. If you're watching the NBA's playoffs, are you enjoying them? Watching Nets 76ers last night, the first one to uh, tip things off. <laughs> it was a tough watch, man. It was tough. It was very scrappy. I swear to God, there was a stretch for like five minutes where it was. Listen, I know in the NBA, you can get away with a lot of travels. I'm watching the TV and I'm looking at James Harden just walking all over the court. Joel Embiid walking all over the court. Every player just walking all over the court. It's just brutal. And then Joel Embiid throwing his leg out, trying to kick someone. He does not get ejected when he should have been. Later on in the game, James Harden goes and punches someone in the nuts. Then he does get ejected. Well, it wasn't a punch, though, Rowdy. Well, a nudge. It was like clearing space, but he nudged the guy's nutsack. Yeah, he didn't He didn't punch him, but he I did. think he definitely did it on purpose. Yeah, and like he got he, thrown He out. definitely went to the groin area on purpose. Uh, Harden, after the game in the locker room, said it was unacceptable, flagrant, too. First time I've been ejected. I'm not labeled as a dirty player, and I didn't hit him in the private area. Well, he did. Somebody is draped up on you like that defensively. That's a natural basketball reaction. Most went to the school of Brad Davison. I didn't hit him hard enough for him to fall down like that. But for a flagrant two, it's unacceptable. This is playoff games. We've seen around the league, things are much worse than what the play was. Honestly, I don't think it was a foul on me. It's unacceptable. It can't happen. Okay, well, do you think it was a makeup call for Joel Embiid not getting ejected? He literally tried to, like, donkey kick yeah, someone from the ground. Can you really say it was a makeup call when they threw out Claxton <laughs> yeah. for dunking a basketball and then staring down Embiid and like the quickest flex I've ever seen? It's like so, that, the NBA that is so soft. Like, could you imagine? You think uh, Embiid gets teed up if he did the exact same thing to Claxton? No. Exactly. I don't think so at all. Well, it's, it's rules for the, but not for me when you're a superstar in the NBA. Literally, you saw Joel Embiid, he was laying, he got shoved to the ground, he's laying on there after uh, trying to get a rebound, and he literally tries to kick someone, it looked like he was going for the nutsack. He tried to, like, full out, like, donkey kick this guy. The game wasn't throwing out. It was a very chippy game. Also, if you, well, do we really have to do the what if? If Draymond Green was the one that did the kicking, he's probably thrown out. Yes. Well, he's got the history, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Rowdy, I know you just stepped in. I was, I was asking, if you're watching the NBA playoffs outside of the Milwaukee Bucks, are you entertained? Are you enjoying it? Are you liking it? Um, every time I watch, it's you're like, what is what has happened to the NBA? I also don't know if it's... Well, I guess it what is a happened? fair question because it is the NBA playoffs, but I feel like the playoffs really ramp up once you get out of the first round. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like you always get like one one good series in the in the east, one good series in the west for the first round, you know, like the 4 or 5 or maybe it's a 3-6 that turns into a good series. But normally like 1v8, 2v7, those are just blowouts. Yeah. And it really gets competitive in the second round, the Eastern or Western Conference Finals. So I could understand where you're saying, eh, you know, this really isn't doing it for me yet. Well, because it, it just takes so long, right? It's 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 a one and eight. It's very rare that an eight beats a one or just 
the opening rounds in general. It's just watching yesterday, last night, the Nets 76ers, it left a sour taste in my mouth. And maybe it's because I can't stand the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, they're so unlikable. And James Harden's not labeled as a dirty player. He, what would you label James Harden as? I would I would a label flopper? him dirty. I, not dirty, by. I, I, I don't like, like his brand of basketball. How would you label James Harden just in general if you had to label him? Because I wouldn't use dirty. No. I, I don't care for his game. It's it's he's a whiner. See, so you say you label him a whiner. I think I would like label him. He has like a lazy game. Yeah, like where he can score when he wants to. But doesn't it just feel like James Harden at this point in his career? Remember when he was on the Rockets and he would score like a million points a game, and the Rockets would be really good in the regular season, and then they'd get to the playoffs and they would finally get to a a team in like we'll say the Western Conference Finals or the Western Conference Semifinals, where James Harden couldn't win the series by himself, and it's like a long, drawn-out series, but they just couldn't quite get it done. But he was the MVP. Yeah. Now I feel like he has a lazy game where it's like, yeah, I'm still a really good scorer, but I only kind of score when I want to. I only kind of come out here and play defense when I want to. Yeah. And we already even knew that some of his defense at the time with like the Rockets was kind of lacking. He feels like a lazy player now where he doesn't really care. What does what would you label Joel I agree with that. What'd you label Joel Embiid? Uh a really good a really good player that's also a complainer. Yeah. I also would call him Mr. Glass. The dude is always hurt. Uh real chippiness for the game uh yesterday. We'll see what happens. I mean there is a lot of drama. So if you like drama, you know, go check out the NBA's playoffs. Drama filled, drama filled. All right, Rowdy, speaking of drama. Real quick, so typically, uh, I just saw, I just found this. Flagrant two fouls are very rare. Just 14 of them were called during the entire 22-23 NBA regular season, or on an average of one every 88 games. They had two of them during the first 17 games of the playoffs. That's just how much it gets ramped up, I guess. Even, you know, Doc Rivers talking about how uh, things got dirty, and that's just, you know, what teams now do in the playoffs. So you've had, that's crazy, 14 of them were called during the entire season. You had two just last night. Mm, there you go. As, uh, again, Joel Embiid should have been kicked out of the game, too. He he tried to kick Claxton right in the goods. Didn't connect. But this is funny. So there's, uh, there's a lot of people, speaking of whiners, there's a lot of people whining, crying, bitching, moaning about something that isn't real life. And that real life, or is not real life, is pretend, is Twitter.com. Twitter is not real. Twitter is a place where you can go be anything and anyone you want to pretend to be. Some people can, you know, be themselves. Some people hide behind burden accounts like cowards. And you can, and some people think they're really important on Twitter. At the end of the day, it's literally just a website. You can log off. Well... Rowdy, Elon Musk, ever since his buying of Twitter, people have a lot to say about it. <laughs> Who, at the end of the day, really cares? When I first got Twitter, there were no blue check marks. Like, the reason I got Twitter back in the day was so, because I Shaq was hilarious to me. So I went and I got Twitter so I could follow Shaq. And guess what Shaq's Twitter account was? There wasn't a blue check mark on it. It would just say the at sign, at the real Shaq. Like, if you were on Twitter, there were no check marks. 
it would just say real Shaq or the real Skip Bayless or the real, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, they eventually rolled these verified blue check marks out. And eventually, you could get a check mark if you even were like a complete nobody. Uh, you could even buy yeah, them. There were a lot of people that had check marks that um, they weren't anybody. Like, the local news stations around here, their booger eaters, like interns that would go get coffee, would somehow wiggle their way into check mark. I never gave two craps about a check mark. I could give two craps less. You can now go buy one for eight dollars. I'll never do that, Rowdy. I assume you're the same wavelength. You'll never do that either. No, it's literally the dumbest thing ever. If you, people bitching about having check marks, you are losers. Like, get a life. It's it's the internet. Well, on the basketball front, this is so funny to me. Uh, LeBron James tweeted out eh, March 31st, "quote Well, guess my blue will be gone soon because if you know me, I ain't paying the five. I think it's actually eight dollars." I ain't paying the five. LeBron James says he is not paying the money to have his blue check mark. Well, Rowdy, yesterday was the purge where all the check marks got <laughs> taken away. LeBron James looks like he paid for his blue check mark because <laughs> he still's got his blue check mark. Uh, I love this right here. Uh, uh, so, yeah. A lot of people were complaining about, well, I'm you know I'm not going to pay the eight dollars a month. Blah blah blah. A lot of those people still have blue check marks. Imagine caring about having a blue check mark by your name or not. LeBron, though, apparently, let's see here. A media, LeBron James's longtime media advisor, Adam Mendelson. Oh, Heilprin. He got it. Heilprin's got a blue? No, no. Oh, he, he never had one. I thought he did. No, he never did. Are we sure about that? Positive. Let's, let's check Bill. Oh, yeah. Check out Billy Mikes. Bill Michaels, no more. Wow. Will, will, Billy, will Billy pony up the $8 to have his blue check mark back? Yeah, your name. Mike Clemens. Ooh, Mike, I, Mike had a post not too long ago that Elon Musk <clears throat> is destroying Twitter by getting away with the blue check marks. <laughs> Jesse Temple, no more. Oh, Jessenold. I'm just trying to think of people that. Listen, uh, some of the big J's, some of the journalists out here. Are you got to be real careful with them in this time of mourning because they may have not left their safe space yet. They might still be curled up in a ball, fetal position, crying in the corner that Elon Musk took away their blue check mark. And this is a very sensitive topic to them. We hope that you understand and treat them with uh, some kindness and respect in these next couple of days because they are in mourning. Clemens is gone. It's gone, Rowdy. Oh, no. Oh, no, he needs a hug. Well, LeBron kept his, but his longtime media Colin advisor. Coward, gone. Right? See? A lot, a lot of them, gone. So the Adam Mendelson, the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> LeBron James, not gone. Well, uh, t- uh, according to the report here, a Twitter employee emailed LeBron James and, quote, extended a complimentary subscription to Twitter Blue for King James's account on the behalf of Elon Musk. However, USA Today reported... A, per- a person familiar with the situation <laughs> said that James declined the offer when Twitter reached out. So something is a foul here. Either uh, <laughs> they give a crap. Thor Nystrom, he, we just had him on earlier this week talking NFL draft. He was verified no longer. Evan uh, Flood, Wisconsin 24-7. Wow. Big time Wisconsin recruiting guy. Wow. No more blue check marks. Uh, Elon Musk did tweet out 
that he's paying for a few personally. <laughs> it's got to hurt the pocketbook for Elon. Yeah. <laughs> so LeBron James, I think Elon Musk is paying for LeBron's. If you are uh, so curious on the blue checkmark brigade, the blue checkmark is the funniest thing ever. People get so worked up, and it's usually the same type of person that think they're really important online, but at the end of the day, they're just some booger eater. It's so funny that people that get so worked up over this. Uh, I haven't really been looking at anyone else having it. Fight Haven Rowdy has one. The one that always pops up on my algorithm. Fight Haven. Uh, Elon, is that you on line one? Elon Musk, is that you? Boys, it's Brett. Hey, oh, hey, Brett. Hey. Uh, luckily, uh, all these people that lost their check marks should understand. Uh, I'm pretty sure they could get free check marks from OnlyFans if they wanted. <laughs> then the, people would pay them to see their blue checks. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. Somebody pays for your blue check for you. Hey, you got your check hanging, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Brett, what's happening, man? What's going on today? Oh, just another Friday. Uh, it was funny when when you were asking because I was just leaving to drop the girls off at school. Um, and you were asking if people are watching the other NBA playoff games. Yeah, I said out loud. I said, "Wait, there's there's other games." <laughs> Pretty sure the Bucks are all that matter. Bucks right, and Brewers. Forget the rest of them. Yeah, I turned it on yesterday. I was like, "This is." This is this ain't it. This ain't it. It's hard. It's just tough. I, I used to love the NBA too. Now the more it, you know, marches on, the more I'm just like, what has happened to the end game of the NBA? Maybe I'm getting yeah. old. I don't know. Well, and it's funny because you look at it and like, yeah, Embiid did not get called for the ninja kick he was trying. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if, if Giannis sneezes in somebody's area, all of a sudden that's probably a, <laughs> a technical one. It's insane. Or or Portis. Portis tries to flex with whatever muscle he actually has. He's just a headband and a slinky. Uh, and it's like, nope, nope, tee him up, tee him up. That's not a basketball move. Uh, well, you know what? Portis also doesn't have a tough guy move, so that is his move. So, dude brings the energy. Let's not worry about anything else he's going to try. Yeah. You think, Bucks, he's got nothing. you think Bucks got it without Giannis on Saturday? I think we don't know if Giannis will be back yet, though, right? That's why I said if he's not back, they, the Bucks got it without Giannis? Um, I think it's going to be closer just because it's in Miami, but apparently well, Miami's favorite, right? home field advantage or home court advantage is basically nothing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel good about the series, Love especially it. after what we just did to them and gave up in the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they could have sent in like the NAS, all of them for the final fourth quarter. Yeah. So to one send in, send in the, the whole group of Ansh Kumpos, except for Giannis. Yeah, totally. Send in all the brothers. Brett, bring the one up from the G League. And I want every Dendekumbo brother out there playing ball. Yeah. I even want Francis, the 34-year-old that's got no athletic ability in him. I want him. Yeah, yeah, bring him out. He'll be fine. You know he knows how to ball. Oh, yeah, Look yeah, at the, yeah. the someone, ha- someone had to teach the younger he, brothers. Yeah, he knows how to throw the alley-oops. That's it. Listen, that's you, you could be the worst... Of of all the brothers, you could have no athletic ability, but if you're the older brother, you always win. It's just something in the DNA. You got you can't let the younger brothers win. You know, it's true. Hey, I am that older brother. Yeah, I same. Have seven younger siblings. I'm sorry. What? Uh, 
I have seven younger siblings. Holy oof. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm your age, Evo. Well, I'm a little older than you. I'm 36, but. Oh, yeah. uh, Close enough. Yeah. I mean, it was wrestling matches day after day, and the next two below me are twins. Like, the memories so of your mom would... growing up, is she always pregnant? Like, is it is it perma-pregnant? Uh. Kinda. I mean, it was. I was. I was 21 when my youngest sibling was born. Damn. She's a junior in high school right now. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Hey, repopulate yeah, that world, not, baby. It's just crazy, but yeah, no, it's always fun at family gatherings. I bet, man. Sounds like a blast. We got we got built-in babysitters, <laughs> while all of us adults just get smoked. Hell yeah. Wow. And it sounds great. Yeah, it's a good time. Brett, you the man, brother. Have a, have a great weekend, and tell all your siblings we said hello. Hey, I will, and uh, go Buck. Corbin Burns had a little injury scare. Everything's good with him, though, right? Yeah, it appears he is going to make his start this weekend. Brandon Woodruff, shoulder inflammation. He's uh, a little longer in the aisle than thought. Yeah, and that one, who knows how long, because that type of injury could linger all season. Let's see, who else are we missing here on the pitching staff? Adrian Hauser. Hauser. He, the... Uh, a couple days ago, made a start where he threw about 60 pitches down in AAA Nashville. So probably at least two more rehab starts. So probably at least uh, two more weeks before you see it, potentially Adrian Hauser. Uh, then in the Aaron bullpen, Ashby. Yeah, Ashby, uh, Jason Alexander. And Jason Alexander is done till at least June. Mm-hmm. Aaron Ashby is done till August, September, if he comes back. <sighs> There's uh there's a couple of, is there someone else in the bullpen too that's banged up? Uh the bullpen you have Gus Varland who took the, the liner the off face, the face and the hand. Um So yeah, got some injuries mounting up for this uh these pitchers. Well, how about this? The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to eat now 34 million dollars on a remaining contract for a veteran left-hander as they DFA'd the one and only Mad Bum Madison Bumgarner, designated for assignment. Uh, the uh, Diamondbacks announced the move yesterday before their game against the Padres. Bumgarner, who signed a five-year, $85 million deal with the D-backs before the 2020 season, struggled during his four years. Posted a 5.23 ERA over 69 nice starts. Perhaps his worst outing with Arizona came Wednesday. He allowed seven runs in three innings against the Cards and saw his uh, ERA balloon to 10.26. Mad Bum now um, owed a lot of money. An out there, Rowdy. Question, should the Brewers bring in Madison Bumgarner? Yeah, you look at Madison Bumgarner, and obviously he came onto the scene extremely young in 2009, and that was right around the time where the San Francisco Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals seemed like they were interchanging every other year. They would win the the World Series. Uh It was like, oh, San Francisco won it this year. Cardinals won it the following year. San Francisco's back again. Guess what? I'm going to bet the Cardinals win the following year. At that timeline was when Bumgarner was just breaking into the big leagues, extremely young lefty, and all of a sudden was on the map in some of the biggest games of the season in the World Series. Yeah. Now, I mean, the guy has been a multiple-time All-Star. The guy has had multiple World Series performances. She was a mean dip. Yeah, he, he's been a World Series MVP. He's won three World Series, a four-time All-Star. I mean, this is a guy that used to be really, really good. The last time he was somewhat serviceable 
was arguably 2019. No, you said he used to be really good. The question is, should the Brewers go get him? Uh, so I don't think anyone's going to trade for this guy because they have to assume his contract. Bumgarner would be eligible to sign with the team for the major league minimum of a uh, seven hundred and twenty thousand. Now the past three plus years have not been very kind to Madison Bumgarner. He's currently thirty three years old, but he's an old thirty three. There's a lot of mileage on that arm. God, he looks just looking at him. He looks older than thirty three. <laughs> yeah, think about that. He's younger than you. Yeah, and I, <laughs> he looks like ten years older than me. Now. If I'm the Milwaukee Brewers, I think I got to entertain kicking on, uh, you know, kicking the tires on a Madison Bumgarner, Gardner, and you know why? It's because of all the injuries. What? So what is? Sta- yeah, pile you're up. not paying him the 34 million. No, that, Arizona yeah. is due that. Yes, you get to you get to sign him for a vet minimum, which. Mark Ananasio can can cheer about, you know, this this could be his uh, Andrew McCutcheon for 2023. Uh, a great player that used to be good, and maybe we'll sign him and he can be something. But you're not losing anything. It's a vet minimum deal. He adds a left-hander to your arsenal of starting pitching. He's a guy that clearly has come out of the bullpen before. Look at what he did in the World Series. And if if anything, it adds depth to the to the number of guys that you have in your organization that can that can pitch. You've had so many injuries. It's cheap. I could see Mark Adonazio getting out there on the podium and be like, I'm proud to announce we've signed a four time all star, a three time World Series champion, a World Series MVP, the NLCS MVP. Madison Bumgar, put your hands together, folks. This is the guy. We paid 720000 for him. If I could have paid less, I would have. And here's the thing. If he stinks and if he comes up and pitches for you for a few weeks, like say because Woody's going to miss a little bit of an extended time or say they got to put Corbin Burns on the IL for 15 days because of a, you know, like a slight pec strain and, and he's on your roster for two, three weeks, so be it. It's cheap. It's not like you're losing a ton of money by doing it. Now there's this, um, our guy on Twitch, York Daddy. By the way, you can find us, hear us, see us, interact with us on Twitch, twitch.tv, search my name, Ebo says. York Daddy says, he's a whiny bitch. That would ruin the current clubhouse vibes. Is that something that comes into play, Rowdy, the current clubhouse vibes? I don't know if I would consider him a, quote, whiny bitch, (laughs) but I would say he's definitely more old school. Yeah, he's a no nonsense kind of guy. I feel like he'll like he'll like swing at you, and then York Teddy says, "Or we signed him just to hit uh, Contreras every Cardinal series." Yes, because <laughs> a few days ago, him and Contreras got after each other. Yeah, um, is it worth it? Is there still milk left in this stone? Here's brother? the other thing, though. I'm glad he brought up uh, Contreras and the Cardinals because there have been a few teams that have kind of popped up on the potential Madison Bumgarner radar. Cardinals are one of them. Mm. And the Cardinals, I mean, their starting pitching has not been great this year. Their bullpen has been middle of the road. But, yeah, the starting pitching hasn't been good. That was a a team that could potentially target Madison Bumgarner. I know the Giants were another one, kind of like a uh, one-more-year swan song. And uh, I forget who the other was. But how about this? Would the Brewers potentially do it? selling Madison Bumgarner and saying, hey, you know what? You can come in and you you can add a left-hander to our team. You can start, you know, a spot starter and 
when we have these injuries, as we currently do, you're in the rotation, and we can use you out of the bullpen like you did you know, in the World Series back in the day. Yeah. Maybe And sell them that they're a playoff team. I would much rather take the opportunity to have him pitch for the Brewers for super cheap, where if it fails, it's not going to cost you much, than allow him to get to the Cardinals and succeed. Sure. Like yes. most of the time, I would tell you that I would much rather have a guy. Uh, I would much rather have a guy killing it on another team than sucking on my team. <laughs> but I think at at this point for Madison Bumgarner, I would much rather when the Cardinals are just circling the drain for starting pitching, I'd much rather him be on the Brewers roster than if he somehow found it again and was with the Cardinals. Just stop the Cardinals. Because <laughs> you know the you know the Cardinals, even though they're in last place in the Central, yeah. you know they're going to find their rhythm at some point this year, and you know they're going to be there at the end, at least trying to contend for the division. Yeah. You know why? Because they always are. <laughs> yep. Right now, Cardinals, though, 8-11, second to last in the NL Central. But, yes, it's the Cardinals. Line one, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Z and the D. What's up, Z? Not much. Let me be the voice of reasoning. This is why you sign them. You have guys like Wade Miley that were on the back burner. No one gave him a chance. Look what he turned out his first turnaround. He became a great pitcher. He had Jolie's Choslin out of Colorado. Jolie's Chasin. Chasin. Getting lit up. Comes to the Brewers. Comes to instant starter. Does well. This is why you bring him in because... One, yeah, you keep them away from the Cardinals, too. You've played most of your West Coast games, so that's the thing about Bumgarner. He was a, a San Francisco Giant, so he played against those teams always, and they always knew, they knew what he was, and he's at the back burner, so they know what he throws now. Now he's going to be going to the Central, where they don't know him as well. Yes, the Cardinals just lit him up, but he's also playing for a team that's not that good. I mean, the Diamondbacks have some great prospects, but they're like two years away from actually being a good team. So, like, what was he playing for, actually? that's That, that was his problem, first of all. I don't know why he would sign with the Diamondbacks, but I guess it's money. because he wanted that money. But, I mean, I remember going down to the World Series in 2014 down to Kansas City, and all the Kansas City fans could ask was to my friend was like, is Bumgarner pitch game seven? Because they were scared. They did not want to go against Bumgarner because they knew they were sh- what sh- sh- shaking. They were shaking in their jeans. They were like, the when they won that game six, they're like, oh boy, I don't know what we're going to get ourselves into oh, in game seven. Oh, buddy. So you you sign them, you you throw them a triple A for a couple times, let them get some rest, maybe. Maybe think, he needs some How about this? Rest. Instead of triple A, how about this? Since the Brewers are, are famous. You take him to the pitching lab out in Arizona, get him right for a little bit, see if you can't tinker with something where all of a sudden he can kind of find it again. And then, like we already talked about, with these injuries that they have all around, you can't tell me that if he finds a little bit of success at that pitching lab for a couple weeks that he can come in and help you, whether it be for two or three weeks or for the rest of the season. I mean, it's not going to hardly cost you anything. It ain't going to cost him anything. He's already in Arizona. I mean, exactly. It's, so, I mean, I would, I'm, you, you know, I don't think he's going to sign for this 720. I think, I think we're looking at 1.1 million. I think he wants a little bit more. Well, uh, I'm thinking, I was thinking more like 1.2. 1.2? Let's, uh, no, let's just go one, actually. 
one. No, actually, I'll spend a hardball. We're in the minor market on Ozio, right? Let's give him seven hundred thousand. It, it ain't happening. <laughs> one, it won't. It I can't happen. Well, I know, but we're inside the market on Ozio. Well, here's here's the difference between seven hundred and fifty thousand versus one point whatever million you want to give him. It doesn't even really matter. Be like your son saying, "Hey, Dad, can I have some money?" And it's the difference between five and ten dollars for old Mark. That's, yeah. Exactly. Hey, he wouldn't but, give Corbin Burns seven hundred thousand dollars. What do you think he's gonna do with Matt I mean, Blum? Come on. If anything, you do seven hundred thousand plus incentives. You know, if he makes ten plus, yeah, your incentive is he's gonna play for the Brewers. Hang out with Bernie yeah. Brewer. Maybe pet Hank the dog. Go so go play X golf with Paige Sporanic if you're so lucky and bobblehead or bobblehead night. Yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, I know a lot of those guys the in the clubhouse. Chew. A lot of those guys in the clubhouse have playoff experience, but Mad Bum has World Series experience. No one on that roster really has anything has World Series experience on it. So I think if you really want Mad, I think Mad Bum's he's a good figure. I think it's a perfect signing for them. Will they do it? I don't think they will. I doubt but it. But is it worth entertaining? I, it. I, I give it a ten percent chance. If Mark Adonazio could somehow do less than the vet minimum, then yeah, he's doing it. But oof, seven hundred twenty? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they did expen- extend those beer sales the eighth inning, so maybe that'll make up the ground. Oh, and did you see what else they did here recently? They are opening the doors early, probably so they can get more people into the stadium and Hell buying yeah. beer early. Hell yeah! It's well, Z, hilarious. you know about drinking. You know about drinking early and late there at the then Miller Park with us. Oh yeah. Make sure, not, make sure you're on the right bus. Oh, it's, yep. It sucks because when you're drunk that all the buses look the same. Like, they, you know, they do. What do they it's do? Like, expect us to remember where we park? I mean, come on. Yeah. Take a picture of where you parked. Uh, take a picture of the license plate because got to make sure. Hey, Z. Yeah? As a Red Sox fan that you are, how do you feel about uh, your Red Sox about to get tuned up all weekend? I'm going to go that the Brewers won two out of three. Brewers sweep. Calling it now. Back to back sweeps. What do you want to put on it? Your mother. Didn't get to talk to this guy last week. We missed him dearly. Our guy, Raphael from mybookie.ag. You can bet that. VSI Doc Sports. Raph, what's up, brother? Not much. Just uh, trying to get back into the groove. But uh, I missed you guys last week. I would have rather talked to you guys last week than moving 80-plus-year-olds into a new crib. That's not fun. Now, did you have to physically, like, you know, pick him up and move him? Or could you wheel him? Or can they walk? Uh, pretty much everything you just said, all the above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we missed you, Raph. Uh, let's get right into it, though, dude. Uh, Giannis Adenokounmpo obviously got hurt game one, a uh, lower back contusion. How big of a, of a uh, line mover is Giannis Adenokounmpo when he's not in a game? Like, how much does he affect a line? It was huge. I mean, because it's, uh, it's almost as like if Embiid was out. I would say out of the people who are playing in the playoffs right now, he's probably the biggest line mover. No disrespect to Middleton and the supporting cast that the Bucks have, uh, but uh, MVP, champion, stuff like that. He's a huge, huge, huge line movement. I would say him. I mean, we did, we saw line movement yesterday with Kawhi, but we were used to that line movement with Kawhi. Right now, with the Greek freak being out, we knew he was probably going to be out, so that didn't affect anything. Uh, but uh, so the line was adjusted, knowing that he was going to be out. But if he, let's say. He didn't. Let's say he didn't have a fall, but let's say he that we woke up and I got an email saying hey, he has a stomach plug or or something hurt his knee at practice or something. 
then that's a huge, significant line movement. Uh, so, Raph, what's the biggest line mover in your career that you noticed? So, what did Aaron Rodgers move a line routing in his Close prime? to 10 points. 10 points, game. Judas. Uh, hey, yeah, what, I, yeah. I would say Aaron, between Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady, uh, the recent big line movements, uh, I, I would say that. Back in the day when I first started doing this, uh, in this industry, the 72-10 Bulls, uh, anytime Jordan took uh, a game off because he was at the crafts table late, uh, that was a, a huge, huge line. Kobe Bryant, uh, stuff like that. They were a big, big, big line. But I would say those two currently, your listeners, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, were probably the two significant line movements. Ref, um, you know, since you're taking all everyone's money and hopefully, in, for your case, putting it in your pocket, uh, you know, I'd hope everyone else could win it. But Ref. How much money is coming in uh, for futures for NBA champion? Are the Bucks number one or Celtics getting it? Like who's uh, who's eyeing up here in the eyes of the public of winning it all? Uh, it's the Celtics, but uh, I've been. Uh, yeah, I'm not blowing smoke up you guys. I still think it's Milwaukee that it comes out of the East, and I still have Milwaukee maybe cutting down the Nets. But now it's all about the health of a back of your of your player. I, if he comes back, I. I'm hearing if it was like, let's say, Eastern Conference Finals or something like that, just would have gutted out. He probably got a multiple shots in his back, probably smoked something, and then come out feeling no pain. <laughs> but it was uh, he, it was a well-rested breast uh, round one. Uh, but if he's healthy and all that, it's going to be uh, the Bucks coming out of the East. So they're like three to one. I've seen some plus 350s out there to win the NBA championship. I still get, if you can get plus 160 to win the Eastern Conference, I think it's a steal. The Celtics, I think, are even money or plus 125. I just like the way Milwaukee, but it's all about Middleton, not the Greek freak. It's all about Middleton. If he can uh, play like he has, especially in the playoffs, they cut down on that to the East. Mm-mm-mm. So, Raph, um, we'll change a little gears here. I'll save baseball for the end and some of your wacky entertainment prop bets. Uh, next week when we talk, it'll be the second round upcoming of the NFL draft. What do you got cooking for the draft, Raph, if uh, the betting public wants to get out there? Well, if us odds makers and, and a lot of uh, other odds makers and other books and other companies hate when I say this, but NFL draft is NFL customer appreciation day. The books do not win an NFL draft. We haven't won an NFL draft in many, many moons. Huh. Uh, it's We lose uh, year after year. That's why we call it Customer Appreciation Day. We <laughs> give you guys winners, and then you guys hope you blow it off on baseball, USFL, XFL, <laughs> boxing this weekend, preseason NFL, whatever it is. That's why the limits are low on a lot of these NFL drafts, or some books don't even put that much action on the NFL draft because it's not a big money make it because we get crushed I and mean, let's face it bryce young at one point i think two weeks ago he was plus money cj shroud was gonna number one draft a number one pick you can get i think you can get 350 on pressure now he's minus 1500 or or, or or higher to be the number one pick so yeah it's not gonna be pretty damn so so nfl draft not that big on your board then eh huh uh, it, it isn't. I miss, no offense to people who had it or lost someone, but I miss the COVID NFL draft where I was able to put how many dogs are going to be on TV <laughs> or how many wives or girlfriends are going to interrupt a draft uh, pick uh, that walk into a screen or, or stuff like that. I miss the COVID NFL draft. It was more more fun for me doing crazy prop bets. Man, all right. Okay, Raph. Uh, so uh, hey, you said you brought up boxing. Uh, Rowdy and I were joking off air a little bit. Um, these two guys were. I watched the press conference where one of the dudes, I think it was Davis. What? J- J- Hank J- Davis, yeah. Well, he's like, I'm going to break your jaw. And then was it Ryan Garcia's like, oh, oh no, I'm going to break your jaw. No, I'm going to break yours. Uh, it, it, who are these guys? Like, 
what's going on here? Can you? I know you're a boxing guy. It's going on in Las Vegas. Like, what the hell's going on with this? Can you catch me up? Well, get, uh, you Milwaukee, uh, you Wisconsin fans, get your head out of the Aaron Rodgers news twenty four seven because these two are up and coming boxers. Both of them uh, could be leading the sport. Whoever wins this one, Garcia, very fast, very big on Instagram. His hand speed is phenomenal. He's got a left hook like no one else's business. Tank. The reason why they call him Tank is he goes the body like no one else's business. Uh, these two have really bad blood. It's not that they're just faking or acting. They have bad blood. They're betting each other's purse on the line uh, and stuff like that. So I'm excited to watch this. But I, I think getting Garcia at 2-1, to one, plus 2-1, to one, is, is very, very good value. I think his speed is going to be too much uh, for Tank Davis. I kind of like Garcia. Well, Raph, can you be nicknamed Tank if you're 136 pounds? Uh, no, but if you watch him fight, it's almost, uh, you kind of understand why. Okay. Gotcha. And I thought, you know, my knowledge of boxing now just ends at Jake Paul. So that's, I don't don't know what that's really saying. Oh, who's the, what Paul brothers fighting? Um, was it Silva? Who's no, uh, Jake Paul is fighting, uh, Nate Diaz. Oh, Diaz. uh, That's what it is. Rowdy, you you pretty stoked up for that one, bud? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a prop coming out tomorrow. Logan Paul, what what WWE title will he will he win first? Because he signed an extension for two years. Mm-mm-mm. And Raph, anything else you cooking up for the uh, the lackey prop bets? Anything nuts? Uh, I'm trying to catch up because, like I said, uh, moving. Uh, oh yeah, the moving stuff. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, but I just put up uh, uh, what's your, your your girl's uh, next boyfriend would be Taylor Swift. Who her next boyfriend would be? I put up odds up yesterday. On you got Rowdy on there, Nelson Raceback. Uh, I do have both of you guys on there, Rowdy and Ebo well, on there. Uh, I'm a Pete married. Davidson is the favorite at eight to one. I know you're married, but the, hey, if if Taylor Swift calls you, I'm telling you, you'll be like maybe I'll be like I'll be like the Jen. Like, have you heard of a thruple and a bank account with uh, so many d- zeros at the end of it? You can't even count them. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah. I'll put I'll put you guys on there. Like, like I said, Pete Davidson's eight to one. Drake fifteen to one. John Mayer, fifteen to one. I have a whole bunch of ridiculous. Rev, I can I can tell you two Taylor Swift songs: "Shake It Off" and um, "Bad Blood." Other than that, I'm tapped out. I would probably agree with you on that one. I I, I don't dislike her. I just it's I'm, the same. I, I'm not the biggest move. I'm not the biggest music guy. So uh, no it, disrespect it, to the Swifties are probably going to attack me yeah, after who cares? this. But. Who cares? Well, if if it was up to you, Raphael, what song would you put on? Like, what's your you're not a music guy. What song would you put on if I gave you a quarter for a jukebox? It, it all depends what I'm doing. Like, if I need some motivation, I'll probably go back into the late, or late 80s and 90s and get some ACDC or Metallica just to get pumped up and stuff like that. I get, I have to put that kind of music on when I'm pumped up to start doing reality betting odds because I don't watch reality shows. So if I need to get pumped up and all that, I'll put on some Metallica just to watch some uh, horrible reality TV shows. For you, Raphael. See, that's the only way I can watch like Survivor and American Idol if that's if that's playing in the background when I have to do betting on. Yeah, I'm just not a Taylor Swift guy. Like this does nothing for me, you know. Like no offense to her, it's just to me she's like an NPC. I'm, like just I don't know. Don't get I can, it. I can see that. I don't I can get see it. that. Raph, we love you though, brother. Much love. If people want to get all your stuff, how can they do so, my man? You can find me on Twitter at VSI Doc Sports. You can find me on Instagram at Raphael Esparza. You can find me over at mybookie.ag, docsports.com, and the new website you can bet there. And if we want to help, uh, need help moving, will you come and help us? Uh, 
Uh, no, I only move. I only move senior citizens. I don't oh, okay. move, gotcha. uh, You have to be uh, seventy-five years or older. That's <laughs> that's my rule now. Right. We'll have all the seventy-five plus contact you. Raph, you the man. We love you, buddy. Take it easy, guys. Have a fantastic weekend. 